Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On another matter, you know, when you see the amber lights uh, at a crosswalk flashing, do people actually understand the law says uh, you got to stop and cede the way to pedestrians? Because this has now become uh, somewhat of a consideration when you've got people who are killed uh, with a degree of regularity that uh, I don't think we'd seen in years past. As uh, Andrew Clark writes in the Globe and Mail, 27 pedestrians have been killed in Toronto alone uh, between 2013 and 2017. Actually, he's written a rather compelling piece, and I wanted him to flesh it out more fully. So we've got Andrew Clark, contributing writer for the Globe and Mail, joining us here on The Oakley Show this afternoon. Andrew, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you've written a very poignant piece about pedestrians uh, who are crossing at crosswalks or intend to, and they get clipped or worse. And so uh, what is your solution to this? I mean, first of all, you've identified that there is an epidemic of uh, serious consequences going on, right? Well, essentially, the thing that inspired me to to write the piece was that I was using a crosswalk, and once again, I saw a car kind of blow by. I had my hand extended and they just drift by oblivious. And um, to me, a crosswalk, there's a certain irony there because uh, it's supposed to be the one place that pedestrians should feel safe when, in in fact, we often don't. And so my idea, which uh, is one, you know, with my tongue firmly planted in cheek, is that we should allow funeral homes to sponsor crosswalks. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, What's the thinking behind funeral homes sponsoring crosswalks? Well, I mean, obviously, I don't think funeral homes should sponsor crosswalks, but my my point is that there's an acceptance of pedestrian uh, injury and, and fatality that we have um, in general that nothing seems to get done about. Uh, for instance, you know, gun control and handguns, for instance, are like a federal election issue, mm. um, and that's good. But it doesn't matter if you're sh- you're, you die because you've been shot or run over by a car, you're still dead. And yet people seem to consider uh, pedestrians being hit or, or just the general um, injury and fatalities that happen as a result of cars as just kind of the price of doing business. And, you know, what I was hoping to do with the piece was, you know, amuse people, but also make a point, you know, that this is going on. And really, we we haven't seen much movement on it in Toronto. There's Vision Zero, which I think should be called Zero Progress. I mean, not much is being done. And and it's frustrating because, uh, you know, there are people who suffer. I mean, you know, it may only be 300 every year or 27 so far this year, but that's 27 people who aren't going home to their families. And for me, that's too many. Again, with Andrew Clark, contributing writer to the Globe and Mail, Uh, he's written this trenchant piece about crosswalks. I was actually uh, quite heartened to hear that you were finger-pointing at the crosswalk, anticipating that the traffic would stop, so applying the Elmer the Safety Elephant rules of uh, crossing, I guess, the street, but nobody seems to have paid any mind to that. Well, I mean, the, the reality is that 
raising your arm makes you much more visible. Mm. So they're, they're, it's important, I think, for people to use crosswalks properly. But I think the problem is that drivers are distracted and not paying any attention, and they either don't notice or they will drive through a crosswalk even though you're supposed to wait until the pedestrian has fully cleared to the other side. You know, we're kind of cutting corners. So, I mean, crosswalks can be dangerous only because there's a false sense of security. There's more danger probably for pedestrians and, I guess, cyclists at intersections uh, when it comes to fatalities or, or being hit, because that's where cars are, the drivers are making the most decisions, and that's where you're most likely to, to have some kind of trouble occur. Well, you know, it's interesting, Andrew, uh, when you talk about uh, going into a crosswalk and you've got your hand out because you think people are going to notice, and the law does dictate they've got to stop until the pedestrian has reached the opposite curb, you know they're gunning it as soon as you've cleared their pathway, right? Yeah, and I think that leads to one thing that, that isn't a very popular notion, which is a lot of the people who are driving have not done any um, refresher courses. They yeah. haven't done any training since they did their license. And driving is the most dangerous thing that most of us do every day. In other words, unless you're a police officer, a firefighter, or someone else who deals with extreme um, incidents, you're in a car, it weighs a ton, and that's where you have a chance of hurting someone or being hurt yourself. And yet, we're very casual about it, uh, probably because we do it every day. But what I really think we need to see is drivers taking more responsibility in terms of keeping up their skills, uh, taking pride in driving. I mean, one of the things I like to do, I mean, I'm a huge I love cars. I love driving. But I, and I also like to go and travel and, and go to places where driving is really um, promoted and, and sort of being a good driver is something that's respected. I, and I'm thinking about like when you go to Germany and you're on the Autobahn, stuff like that. It's just terrific. I'd like to see a little bit more of that kind of uh, pride in, in driving in Canada, for instance. Yeah, where'd we lose it? Because, you know, I see this every day, invariably, and if I do shows on it, and I, I take calls like, uh, you know, truckers or professional drivers, you know, in cabs or whatever, they'll call me and cite a litany of things that people are doing. I mean, maybe they're not holier than thou, but still, the rolling stops, uh, even blowing through red lights. I mean, when it comes to the amber light and it's about to change if I'm in the intersection, I don't take for granted that I've got the right, I'm just looking in all directions. I mean, you got to drive defensively in this city if you, you hope to survive. It's just gotten chaotic. Yeah, it, it is. And I think it's also partly that as human beings, I was interviewing a guy named uh, Stephen Waslander, who's a professor at U of T. And one of the things he said to me is like, human beings are very bad at, at judging low, low probability events. Hmm. So in other words, when you're driving a Tesla, they actually have created it to, to, to kind of click off to wake you up again. <laughs> Not because they need to, but to, to help remind you that you're driving. And so you run a red light and nothing happens. You run it again and nothing happens. And then in your mind, you start to think, well, it's okay to run red lights. Not realizing that it, there's a million different factors that happen every time you do something like that. And sooner or later, you could, you could hit the wrong um, uh, sort of factor. And now someone's seriously injured or even worse. And, you know, when I write an article as ludicrous as saying that funeral homes should sponsor crosswalks, what I'm really hoping is that, well, like this happens. People start discussing um, these issues, and hopefully at least we can get some momentum happening to make 
you know, no one wants to harm anybody. It's just to make the streets move better and more safely. I'm just intrigued that Tesla actually has that function that they wake you up to tell you you're driving. Like, whoa, what's this wheel doing here? Oh, I'm driving. That's right. It's, <laughs> as far as I know, it's programmed to actually sort of be, you know, almost flaw to wake you up to make sure that you know that you're continuing to drive. Jeez, <laughs> oh, it's come to uh, that. No, I mean, the, the reality is that the, the, the worst part of any automobile, I hate to say it, is generally the human component. I mean, they are so well designed now. And I'm not talking about autonomous vehicles. I'm talking about what we drive now, which are essentially semi-autonomous, that it's the human factor. And I'm I'm not saying we should get rid of people driving. That, to me, I'm, I'm already saving up to buy my 1971 Chevelle when all the, the self-driving cars happen, so I can go out on the highway and still, you know, let it rip. But, uh, you know, but I, I, I do think we just have to take ownership of it. And, you know, anyone with kids, when you see what they go through to get their licenses now, and you remember, I remember getting my license, and let's just say it wasn't as, as hard as it is today. And it'd be great. That's why I like to go and do winter driving schools. I like to to, to keep up my skills as a driver in the same way people sometimes keep up their skills, you know, in, as a golfer or mm. playing shinny hockey or tennis or whatever, you know, just put a little bit of thought into that. And maybe I'm being a little uh, idealistic, but I think it could go a long way. Well, I'm just uh, frightened by the prospect of you taking ownership of a 71 Chevelle. Well, it may frighten <laughs> you, but it, it keeps me getting out of bed every morning. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it's a... A fun romp to read. I know there's a serious message as the subtext uh, because, you know, too many people are losing their lives in crosswalks. On average, they say, uh, you do, approximately 300 pedestrians killed each year between 2013 and 2017. And so far this year, 27 pedestrians have been killed in Toronto alone. So uh, that does give us a pause. And uh, thanks for the reminder, you know, be careful in the, you know, these situations where you're crossing crosswalks, uh, lest they do end up being sponsored by funeral homes with product placement and the like. I mean, it's all good fun, but uh, there is a serious message. I appreciate you sharing it with us this afternoon, Andrew. Thank you very much for having me on. You got it. Andrew Clark is a contributing writer for The Globe and Mail, also an award-winning journalist, screenwriter, and author. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 